Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, as always, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about Back to the Basics. This is part two. We're going to do a four-part series on Back to the Bases, using the month of January to start off our new year the right way. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and something to write with and take some copious notes because I believe I have some more good things to share with you today. Now, we've been talking about back to the basics specifically with having quiet time with the Lord. And we've defined, as it relates to quiet time, It's the daily time that we set aside to be alone with God, to get to know him through the Bible and prayer. And we should know if we're going to be successful in everything that we do, we should know that it's so important to spend that quiet time with God. And that's the secret or was the secret to Jesus's success. And that will be our secret as well. Spending that daily set aside quiet time with the Father so that he can impart to us the things that we need to do so that we can be effective in kingdom service. So I want to start here, as always, as we always do with the scripture. But before I give you that, I want to share with you uh, the purpose now of a daily quiet time with God. All right. The purpose of a daily quiet time with God. Here's my first point, to give devotion to God. That is our purpose of our daily time spent with God. We want to give some devotion to God. When we think about that word devotion, it means loyalty. So my first question is, who are you loyal to? Are you loyal to family and friends or whatever it is that you're doing? I often say that if you are not loyal to God, you can't be loyal to a spouse. You can't even be loyal to a friend. So if we're going to take our loyalty to another level, we need to be devoted to God. More importantly, we need to be devoted to the things of God. Notice what the scripture says here in Psalms 29 and 2. It says, give to the Lord the glory that is due his name. So when we think about devotion, it's what we're giving to the Lord. And the scripture says, the latter clause says, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. How many of you guys know that God is holy? He's a holy God. So when we think about God, we can't think about him long and not think about how holy he is. There's no shadow of turning in him. He has no spots, no blemishes. His character is pristine, its integrity is off the charts, and there's no way we can come into God's presence and not understand his holiness. So if we're going to spend some daily quiet time with God, more importantly, the purpose 
of our daily quiet time with the Lord. We want to give him devotion and giving him loyalty and giving him integrity. And when we do this, we can give his name glory and we can worship him in the beauty of holiness. Notice what 2 Chronicles chapter 31, verse 21 says. 2 Chronicles 31, verses 21. The Good News translation reads like this. Hezekiah was successful because everything he did, he did in the spirit of complete devotion to his God. Wow, that is powerful. I'm going to read that to you again. Hezekiah was successful. How did he become successful? Because everything he did, he did in a spirit, an attitude of complete devotion to his God. There's another secret there to success. It's really hard. And and when we talk about success, people talk about money and material things. And I get all of that. But to me, when I think about success, it's an inside job. It's not something on the outside. Whatever you don't have is because you don't possess it on the inside. But when we look at Hezekiah, everything he did, he did in complete loyalty and devotion to his God. And the Lord made him successful. Because what happens is when God knows that none of the things he gives you is going to take you away from him, he can trust you now. And then he can just lavish on you all the things that you need, want, and desire. So if you don't have some things in your life, if you are missing out on some things in your life, I want you to check your devotion. Then I want you to check your quiet time because maybe God just doesn't trust you. And that is hard to hear. I get it. I got it. But family, we got to keep it 100. If Watch this. Would you give somebody something of yours if you didn't trust them? You wouldn't. Would you give them something precious, something of value if you didn't trust them? No, you wouldn't. We already know that's the case. So think of it with God. Yes, God owns everything on the planet, but he wants a complete devotion to him because he created us for his good purposes. And so the house and the car and all of those things, those trinkets, those medallions, uh, those things that we know that the Lord can truly give debt-free, because that's what I want you to really get your mind on when we talk about houses and cars. Yeah, a lot of us got a house and a car, but we in debt. But what God gives is debt-free. I think the scripture says that the blessings of the Lord they maketh rich and add no sorrow to it. Many people are living in nice big houses, but they are in a lot of sorrow because they got to work double time, triple time, all the time to keep it. I don't think that's a blessing from the Lord. But when God gives to us, it first needs to come out of a devotion and a quiet time with God. And as he knows And as he has tried our heart and our attitude, he can say, now I can trust you. And when we spend that daily quiet time with God, he may reveal to you why he can't trust you, why you might still be struggling, why there's some things in your life that he's not pleased with. It's not to hurt you. It's not to harm you. It's to get you on the right track because the father will chasten 
whom he loves. And I think that's powerful when we talk about Hezekiah. Let me give you some more scriptures here in Revelation 4 and 11. It says, God deserves our devotion. He deserves it. Why? Because he saved us. He sent his only son when nobody else would redeem me, when nobody else could have cared whether I lived or died. God loves me so much. He sent me his best. And so I want to give God my devotion because he deserves it. In John chapter 4, 23, it says God desires our devotion. He wants it. He wants us to be tight, close. Can you imagine that? You got a best friend, y'all not close. That don't even make any sense. How can you have a best friend and not be close? Well, if God is your best friend, if he's uh, the lover of your soul, if He's everything that you say that he is. If I were to ask God how close you guys are, what would he tell me? Because he's not going to lie. As you know, we lie about things or we give half-truths or we omit the things that we should be honest about. But if I were to ask God how close you guys are on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, what would he say? Are you guys at a 3? at a five, at an eight, at a 10. So we've got to be able to say, you know what? If things come before God, we're not as tight as I think we are, as you may think you are with the Lord. So we've got to get these things right. And I think it's so important that we begin to build and put these principles into our daily time with God. And this is the purpose of it all. Point number two, to get direction from God. This is the purpose of our daily quiet time with God. This is why I'm spending time with the Lord, because I need some direction. And do we, in this time and day that we live, we need some direction from God, because most people are confused. Most believers and Christians that I talk to, they're just as confused. They don't know which way to go. They don't know what to do. Everything uh, is an issue, is a problem. This goes back to, are you spending any time with the Lord? Because if you're spending some time with the Lord, he going to give you some direction. That's a part of it. Notice what the scripture says in Psalms 25, verse 4. This is the Living Bible. Show me the path where I should go. Oh, Lord, point out the right road for me to walk. Lead me. Look how honest the psalmist was. That's what I love about the psalms. It's just honest men and women pouring their heart out to God. Lord, show me where I should go. It takes humility to ask anybody for help. But when you go into God, you got to be honest with him and say, you know what, Lord? I've got no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea where I should go. I'm confused. And it is the Father's good pleasure to show you where you should go because he already has a path laid out for you. If you ask him to lead you, he most certainly will do it. Let me give you uh, two more things under the point to get direction from God. You need to consider your way, reflect and assess. In other words, the scripture says in Proverbs 4, 26, ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. We need to reflect and assess constantly. Reflect 
and assess. I'm reflecting on what I did and I'm assessing some things that I may have done wrong or maybe some things that I did right and continue in that vein. In Proverbs 3 and 6, it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And then the other side of this, we need to commit our day to the Lord. The scripture says in Psalms 37 and 5, the Living Bible, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him to help you do it, and he will. I'm going to say that again because this is powerful. Commit everything you do to the Lord, not just the things that you feel like you can do without him. Even the things that you can do, I want you to commit that to him as well. The things you can do and the things you can't do which means everything. Commit everything you do to the Lord and then trust him to help you do it and he will. That's a promise from God. So many times we're wondering why certain things are not getting done. We're not effective in kingdom service. We're not effective as being a husband, a wife. We're not effective in anything in life. Well, I want to ask you a question. Are you committing everything you do to the Lord? Come on, man, be honest. Are you really? If you're not, this is why certain things are not getting done because we need the Lord's help to do it. See, it's one thing to ask for help, but it's another thing to listen and do it. That's our problem. We, we say we know so much, but we have so little. But if you can commit everything you do to the Lord, being in small, the things that you're good at and things that you're not so great at, the Bible says he will help you to do it. I'm a living witness of that. There's a lot of things in my life I cannot do. I am, I, I am now at the point in my life, I'm not getting frustrated about the things I can't do because I can't do everything. And then there are some things I'm very good at. And those are the things that you must have humility about and say, Lord, you know what? I'm tempted to just go about and just do this. But I know it's really you that's helping me do this. See, some of the things we're doing, we don't know that God is giving us grace right now to help us do it. But what happens when this grace runs out? You're, going, you're not going to succeed. You're going to fail. So we might as well come to the conclusion, Lord, I need your help in everything. Even in the things that I've been great at. But what happens when the grace runs out for that? Don't allow God's grace to run out on the thing because you think you operate in grace. If you're not constantly seeking God and constantly asking him for help, then it's safe to say that you're just kind of going on your own. I preach every Sunday and other times that I preach. And it's easy to mount the platform and think, that I'm going to preach the way I did the last time because I've done it so many times. So it's tempting to just get up there and just try to preach and thinking that because of your study time, your gifts, your talents, you can communicate, you can articulate your words and all of these things. But I'm telling you, get up there one time like that and watch the presence of the Lord not be on that message or not on your life. So we have to be operating in a spirit of humility and say, Lord, I don't even want to mount this platform without you. I don't want to speak a word without you. Because one of the things that God wants to do, even with those that are preachers and ministers, maybe he want to change your message. 
Some of us, we're so routine. We'll get up, we, we study, we do this, but maybe the Holy Spirit at the last second say, hey, I want to speak something else through you. Are you as confident then? Because you don't have it on a piece of paper. You didn't study it. See, God wants us to depend on him so that he can even at the last minute pour something through us that will not only minister to the people, but minister to you while you preaching. And so these are the things that I've had to learn in my own life is that, you know what, God, I'm not as smart as I think I am. I don't know what I think I know. So I'm going to constantly be in constant communication with you so that you can help me. And I trust if you will begin to do this in your quiet time with the Lord, you're just going to begin to see yourself take off uh, in areas uh, that you were stuck in or places in your life where, you know, you thought you were operating in. And God says, I want to take that to another level. Just trust me and I will flow through you heaven's best. All right. Point number three, to gain delight in God. This is really good because a lot of us are not happy with the Lord. We're not happy in a relationship with God. If we just be honest, we got more questions than we do anything else. And God says, when you happy in a relationship with me, even the questions you like, I don't have as many questions. When you're growing in God, you don't have as many questions. You got more praise and worship on your mind because you know you can trust him. You know he, he has proven himself over and over to you. And when you begin to spend some time with God, the purpose of it is, is that you can delight in the Lord. Watch this. Not ask him for things. Just love being with him. When was the last time you got in the presence of the Lord? And you said, Lord, I'm not going to ask you for nothing. I just want to be with you. I just want to spend some time with you. I'm not going to talk about what's wrong in my life. I'm not going to talk about needing more money. I'm not going to talk about needing more faith. You know what I'm saying? If we had all of our needs met, what would your relationship with God be like? Well, I want to tell you, according to the scripture, all your needs are met. But we still have questions because we look at the things that are not being met because maybe we have not truly delighted in God. You can't fake this thing with the Lord. Notice what the scripture says in Psalms 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Some of you say, I know this scripture is familiar, but do you know it? I don't want you to approach this the way that you had before. Notice what it says. Make yourself happy with me first, and then I'll give you your desires. Uh-oh, maybe that's why you don't have your desires met, because you're not truly happy with the Lord. When I'm happy with somebody, think about this in your own life. When you're really happy in a relationship, are you asking for things? Or are you just happy to be with them? Think about it that way. If you're really, truly happy with your spouse, you're not asking them for nothing because just them being with you is filling your heart. Just them being with you is all you need because you know when you are with them, you got what you need. And God is saying, when you're with me, you got all you need. It's like the prodigal son. We talk about the one that left, but what about the one that stayed? And he was frustrated with his father. He was like, he was upset that the father was helping the son and blessing, giving him a fatted calf and a ring and shoes. 
But he said, son, all that I have is yours. You don't even, you're frustrated at, at the fact that the, the your, your brother left and he blew all the money and this, that, and the third, but you don't understand. You stayed and all that I have is yours. And God is saying that to you. All that I have belongs to you. When we think of it in that manner, it will really help us to delight ourselves in the Lord. Look at Psalms 16 and 11, the Good News translation in Psalms 16 and 11. It says, God's presence fills me with joy and brings me pleasure. The very presence of God will fill you with some joy. And joy is an inside job. It's not something on the outside that you, you know, you buy a house and a car or a sweater and you got some happiness. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about joy, joy unspeakable, full of glory, joy, uh, something that the spirit can give, joy, something that you can't buy on the shelf, joy, something that you can't buy online. I'm talking about that, that inside joy, that Jesus joy that's bubbling up inside of you because you are so happy to be with God. Let me give you a fact here. The better I get to know Christ, the more I love him. The better I get to know Christ, the more I love him. Watch this. The more you got to know some people, you love them more. Why? Because you spent some time with them. Before, you was just trying to figure them out and see if they was really cool, if it was really like that. But you start spending some time with them, and your heart changed. Your mind changed. Your attitude changed. Your disposition changed concerning them. Your thoughts concerning them changed. Why? Because you spent some time with them. And it's the same way. So the objective of your quiet time is not to just study about Christ, but to actually spend time with him. And I said that to you a few minutes ago. We need to spend time with the Lord. And when we do, a lot of the questions that you have concerning God will go away because you get to know his character. You know what he is like. You know what he is about. You know the things that upset him. You know the things that brings him joy. If you don't know that, it's because you're not spending no time with God. And I don't want to live off of nobody's witness. I don't want to read the Bible and live off of what David said, Solomon said, Moses said, Abraham said. I want to live off of what God is saying to me. Huh? I don't like no eyewitness anyway. I want to be there, man. I don't want you telling me about the game. I want to be there enjoying the game and seeing it with you if I can. So God is inviting you into a relationship with him today. This is how you want to start your new year out. Let's start it out the right way. Getting to know God, getting back to the basics and the purpose of this daily quiet time with the Lord, it will help you in a magnanimous way. And my last point, point number four, to grow daily. That's the purpose of your quiet time. You don't want to grow every other month, every other year. You don't want to be stagnant. You want to grow daily in your time spending with God. If you want to measure your growth, start spending some daily quiet time with the Lord. And before you know it, you'll be surprised what 15, 20 minutes in a day will do in the course of a 30, uh, 30 days in a month. 
you'd be surprised how far you will grow just spending some time with the Lord. Notice what 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 4 says in the Living Bible. For as you know him better and better, God will give you through his great power everything you need for living a truly good life. He has promised to save us and to give us his own character. Wow. In other words, God says, I want to make you like me, but I can't if you don't spend any time with me. Some of us got to clear our schedules, got to stop doing some things and start doing some things. Some of us got to get away from some relationships that are blocking our time with God. If you're not growing in God by spending time with a friend, you might have to dial that back. If you're going to do this, that, and the other, and you're too tired to spend some time with God, you're going to have to assess and reflect and do some things differently if you are going to grow. And I've often said this, and I'm going to say it to you again. You are as close to God as you want to be. Look at Acts chapter 4, verse 13. This is my final scripture. When the council saw the boldness of Peter and John, they were amazed and realized what being with Jesus had done for them. I'm going to read it to you again. When the council saw the boldness of Peter and John, they were amazed and realized what being with Jesus had done for them. When people look at you, are they amazed at what being in a relationship has done for you? When people really look at you and they say, man, I'm looking at you and I'm seeing what God is really doing for you. See, we need to stop talking and doing. Let people see what a relationship with God can do. You don't get upset when things happen. You ain't frustrated. You're not talking negative. If you're talking the same way your coworkers are, they, they already see what a relationship with God is doing for you. Absolutely nothing. And a lot of Christians keep blowing their testimony at work because something is happening on the job. You chime in. You just as frustrated as they are, angry as they are. You might even be cussing just like they are, lying just like they are, cheating, conniving just like they are. Why would anybody ever want to try your Lord and they watch what you do? We are and should be an example of how things should be. So I'm challenging you today. Make sure that you spend some time with God. So when it's time to demonstrate peace, when it's time to demonstrate love and forgiveness, when it's time to give a word from the Lord, people can look at you and say, man, this is a real Christian. And they may say, you know what? If I ever decide to be a Christian, it's because of what I see in you. It's because I see that you actually do spend time with God. You got enough people out here looking at believers and saying, Christians and saying, these folks are fakes, they phonies, they clubbing, they sexing, they drinking, they doing everything I'm doing. Why would I ever in my life want to be a Christian watching you? And they shouldn't. So we got to go back to the drawing board, back to the basics and start understanding the purpose of our daily time spent with God. I want to encourage you and motivate you like never before. Your time is now. Don't blow it. Don't waste it because God wants to do some magnanimous things with you this year. But he says, I can't do it if you don't spend time with me.
because I want to give you some direction, some peace, and some hope in your life. All right, well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray that you were blessed. If you were, as always, send me an email. Come on, do it today. Don't wait. Info at thomasadeloach.com. Drop me a line today. You can go to my website, thomasadeloach.com. If this is your first time listening to me, go to my website and read a little bit about me and some things that we have there for you. We're going to be trying to spruce up some things for you so we can do some new things in the new year to give you the experience that I believe will help you walk even closer with the Lord. Listen, this is what I want you to do. Pay attention to me, please. This is what I want you to do. My desire is to grow my channel and to help more people be empowered by the word of the Lord. I want you to take some time and share this podcast with somebody. All you got to do, go back to my website, thomasadeloach.com, find the episode that you love and enjoy, and you can click that and you can send that to them, email it to them, email the link to them, all right, so that they can get connected and be encouraged. That's another way that you can use outreach to bless somebody. Maybe you don't feel comfortable yet sharing your faith. Share my podcast. I'm sharing my faith. I'm sharing the word of the Lord through my podcast. If there's a podcast that blessed you, send it to them and help them to subscribe to my podcast so we can continue to build our faith community together. We cannot do this without you. All right. Also, I'm looking for financial partners. If this ministry is blessing you to empower you, Pastor Deloach is blessing you. I want you to be a blessing to the show. ThomasADeloach.com. You can scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen. There's a donation tab. Pray about what you want to give. No dollar amount is too big or too small. And everything that you give will go towards helping me produce this show. I want you to do that today, all right? I'm praying for you. Go out there and do something amazing because you are an amazing person. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.